So there's music. Welcome to RNG PC. Thank you so much for clicking on our podcast. If you are a returning listener, we appreciate you very, very much. If you are new, welcome. We are a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, unlike any other D and D podcast. There's no long, drawn-out campaign here. We're creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? No, it's me. What? Oh, you're looking for yourself? That's deep and reflective. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate your support. In your search. In my soul-searching. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey, soul sister. Are we just ripping off all the songs now? You don't even know. You don't even know what I've got prepared for you today. Ah, oh, jeez, that sounds horrifying. But before we get started, I wanted to try to uh, think of a way to segue into a topic of conversation. Is your segue talking about how you thought you wanted to have a segue? Correct. Are you ready? I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. I feel like I'm out in the cold here, just naked, waiting for whatever's going to happen to happen. Okay. Well, here's the blanket. Here's your jacket. You've DM'd before, am I correct? I, is, that a, is that a fair statement, Your Honor? Well, am I? Yes. Cool. I'm so confused. <laughs> so my question. So I've been thinking. I've been doing some thinking, and I've got some people in my personal life who enjoy playing D and D. Um, But they do not engage in the role-playing aspects as strongly as you or I do. They tend to build characters that are more like themselves, um, which is fine. That's that's okay to do, but they're just more reserved people. So therefore, they're just playing more reserved characters, and they don't speak out a lot, and they kind of just go with the flow from from an RP sense, which, again, is all fine. But how, as a DM, would you try to... Just like kind of pull someone a little bit out of their comfort zone and get them to maybe you know take a creative risk uh, in a role playing aspect. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, I think that's a good. It's a good question. Your thanks lawyerness. I don't know how any of this stuff works. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, it's so. Yeah, it is weird, right? Because Dungeons and Dragons is one of those games where, I don't know, you're you're encouraged to be somebody else. It's a mix of of, of a game and actually acting and improv and and role playing. Um, yeah. And, I mean, as a DM, there's a f- few things that, I mean, that I've just kind of read online and tried to do. There's, like, it, it depends on the person. I think you just kind of want to feel them out and kind of come in. It's like, do you need to give them the carrot or the stick? <laughs> like, okay, do, do, okay. You, do you need to give them something that, like, rewards them? Or do you need to kind of, like, just force them into it? Like, you want to feel out your player, right? And that's where I think D&D, again, is so special because every game and every table and everything is going to be different um Mm -hmm. and as a dm it's kind of your job to set the mood really more than anything else and for what's going to work for one player isn't necessarily going to work for the others but some things i have done or tried to do at least is there's the encouragement of hey you know you guys want to level up right and so you gain experience from killing things and going on these adventures and achieving all this but also reminding them that like you can give experience for other things as the DM. Like if you have a good role playing moment, or if you avoid avoid a fight using something in your backstory or something that you have like, you know, you actually engage in a role playing like way that doesn't have to be combat. That is just something fun for the story. Cool. Here you go. That's experience. Like I had players that decided, um, 
one of them just took the initiative that he wanted to rob a hotel because he knew they were being assholes to the people in town. And so he tried <laughs> okay. to put together like a suicide squad like team. I was like, this is not okay. Yeah, sure. No, I'm here for this. And like, again, as the DM, it was like, I, no, I had no, I did not plan what that hotel looked like. I had specifically been like, there's, it's going to be very difficult for them to get in. This is a high class hotel, blah, blah. So I didn't plan much more beyond that. And then they went okay. to the other shitty hotel in town and he started getting people together at that shitty hotel to go break into that one. And I was like, you know, this is great. I'm not going to fight this because I'm excited. <laughs> like, and that's the thing is like, I feel sometimes it'll happen as a DM. It's like, they're going in a weird direction that I didn't plan for. Oh God, no. It's, it, and it pushes it back on you. And so it's like, I think you want to water those little moments when a player is attempting to do something that might seem a little crazy or out there. Like whatever they want to do with their role playing is correct, is right. You as the DM again, is okay. trying to help amplify that. Um, but then there's also, <laughs> that's for like, okay, cool, that was a great experience, and you did well, there's some, like, even if nothing comes of it, trying to help them figure it out in the game, great. And then you can give them experience for however that goes. But (laughs) then there's some players that, (laughs) and this can be tricky, I would say only do it with people you you feel comfortable with personally, but just Mm -hmm. go right at them. As the DM, go at them as the NPC. Be someone that is engaging with them and trying to pull them out of this, pull them into their character. Play to what you feel that they are the most comfortable with in their character where they do line up the most maybe. And okay. even if it's making them maybe a little uncomfortable or making them feel really cool or making them feel a little scared, like play to whatever element you think will, will get them to settle in a little bit more to the character. Um, and, and just see how they respond. If it works, cool. Yeah. Keep doing that. If it doesn't pull back a little bit. Like I had a character uh, that I decided was going to have a crush on another one of the players that I had that wasn't hadn't really role played <laughs> okay. before, and so okay. I 100 awesome. percent just went for it, and I was like, he is he is coming on to you, and so this was the male character coming on to another male character, and so it was me coming on to my friend, and all of this stuff, and yeah. he was very clearly uncomfortable. I was like, but it's like it was okay because his uncomfortableness in the role playing was how I also figured his character would also feel. So again, it didn't it wasn't too off, and then like I didn't do it constantly. It was just like yeah, the occasional. Yeah like ebb and flow back and forth. So it gave him some understanding of this is how this character feels towards you. And then when I would switch to a different character, be completely different. So like as a DM, the more you role play, the more it'll encourage your players to also try and do it as well. And being able to switch between different characters as the DM, I think, and having very different clear motivations will show that. We'll show that there's like, hey, there's a lot of different things you can do with this and a lot of ways to have fun uh, with your character. Awesome. Yeah, that's all really solid advice. And I do agree that um, just kind of reiterate what you've said and give my own little spin on it. I think it's super important for the DM to just set the the mood of the table, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like right, right from session one, you can just go balls to the walls and maybe you just role play a character who's like, sprinting down the street and screaming about something crazy and it's like put make yourself super vulnerable it's like right out of the gate and that'll show everyone else that it's okay to be vulnerable for the remainder exactly and 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 it's tough to to dm for the first time (laughs) because it's it's oh yeah i can only imagine i haven't done it yet but uh, it's definitely an intimidating thought yeah but it can also be a lot of fun too because like again if you can get past the uncomfortableness of it yourself you're just you're playing you're in a sandbox you're in this world where everything is right and if if you want to go in that direction and try and do that, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> um, awesome. But yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, 
that's all that I had to discuss. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, uh, I, I'm excited. I, I'm just saying, I think that excites, it's a good question and it excites me because I think all of these characters that we work on building each week and these different things, like, are great ways for people to potentially take something. And, like, because role-playing is also difficult if you don't have a backstory, right? Like, Correct. if you don't know where you're coming from, if you don't know what the character's motivations are, okay, what are they doing now? Like, yeah. your history is... What do they want to do? Exactly. And so uh, it's, a, it's a good question because it... It relates directly to all of these characters we make because even if you take it as a DM, where it's like, all right, cool, here, this NPC has a fleshed out goals and missions. So, yes, I'm excited to see if people potentially take these or when they send us what they've done with these characters. Oh, yeah, that'll be so sweet. It'll be uh, a shining moment in our uh, the history that is RNGPC. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's dive into the character I want to make this week. All right, so this week, Nathan, you're bringing stuff to the table, correct? That is correct. All right, and um, you seemed super excited about um, all, all of it this week. So just a little behind the scenes of what we do here at RNGPC is we have like Google Docs that we share because we live on different sides of the country where we kind of type in all this stuff. And usually, and usually, um, I, I will at least like glance over what you have and see if there's any questions for at least the beginning top tier stuff so that I can kind of understand where we're going. But I, I feel like you, you didn't want me to do that this week. You didn't want me Correct. to look at any of that stuff. And it kind of makes me nervous are you scared i don't know if scared's the right word um <laughs> not of like bodily harm but more of just emotional you know. be afraid be very afraid anyways what i spent like three hours yesterday prepping for today that's longer than we do on these episodes yep i'm committed to today's character and i oh, i'm very man. excited okay all right what, what what are we doing so i brought you would think that that means I brought like a lot of things as a predetermined characteristic, but I have not. Oh, I brought two. Okay, which is probably the least we've ever brought. Would that be correct? I think that's correct. Um, I think, I think at we one usually point, always have at least three. No, I think at one point you've also brought two. I think our second episode you only brought two as well. Oh, that might be correct. We just, I think we just released that recently, and I did some stuff for it. So yep. I think it was only two. I'm just a twofer. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Start enough greater. Anyway. <laughs> So, I have decided to bring a race and a background to um, the table today, and I've gone with a more exotic race, not any of the traditional races. Okay. Uh, Would you care to guess what I have brought to the table today? Do you want me to guess? Do you want to guess? I don't know. This is weirdly, like, tantalizing. (laughs) I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. You ready? Sure. It starts with Ken and ends with Koo. Oh, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> I brought a Ken Koo to the table today. <sighs> Bird people. And you did I'm research on this? Animal races. You did research on this? You looked into All I know is that they mimic, and that's all that I need to know. <sighs> and apparently they would make really good rogues, but that's not important to what we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> they get pluses to their decks and stuff like that. Um, we're a role-playing podcast, and you brought a fucking Kenku. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Sounds... That's why I'm excited. Oh, man. It's going to challenge both of us and probably frustrate both of us, and it's going to be great. The challenge that I found right out of the gate with bringing a Kenku to the table was picking something else because, like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... So, like, I want... Okay. What is, I wanted a Kenku, and but I was like, well, what rate do I want to do? I want to pick a race too. Do I want to pick? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, a, a class too, or do I want to pick a background? Like, what do I? What else do I want? Because yeah. I don't know. This is all that I want. <laughs> but I did pick a background, and I did some research um, on a background. Well, well, I, well, before we get to the background, just explain Kenku a little bit more for the people that don't understand why I'm frustrated. With okay, that's fine. That's fair. So on the D&D uh, 5e wiki dot website, there is a paragraph that says the Kenkus are haunted by an ancient crime that robbed them of their wings. The flightless Kenku wander the world as vagabonds and burglars who live at the edge of human society. Kenku suffer from a sinister reputation that is not wholly unearned, but they can prove to be valuable allies. Which still does not really <laughs> describe why uh, that's a, you feel the way you feel. No, it's a great history. Of, of the Kenkus, yeah. though. Um, so Kenkus <laughs> can only speak phrases they've already heard before. Correct. <laughs> so Which, that means you can't really have a full conversation with them in a normal way. They're like, correct. To, to, to correctly role play that character is interesting, to say the least, because. They, they, like if they've only ever heard someone say, hey there, fucker, instead of hello, that's how they say hello is, hey there, fucker. Like, and, yeah, and so it's, um, it's interesting. And as far as voice acting goes, too, I mean, depending how far you want to take it, they, they, they could have no real true, like, sound of their voice. It's always just imitating the, yeah. the way it was pronounced, what they heard. But, okay, all right. So, yeah, so that's why. I think even at one point I made the joke if someone wanted to send us in, you know, characteristics to try and make a character of that they thought we couldn't. A Kenku, like, bard was part of it. Was like the, oh, yeah, you don't think we can do that? We'll try it. Like, I was I was bluffing, and I didn't expect you to, to call us. Called it. All right. Called it. Okay, anyways. Are you folding? Let's, nope. Keep moving. What, what did you, what's the, you said background? You brought a background as well? Go ahead. I did bring a background, but I do want to say real quick, um, we don't have to spend too much time about this talking about this, because so I feel like it'll be brought up again later. I mean, the Kenku can be ever-learning, right? So, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can start off your campaign knowing just like a handful of completely useless phrases that you'll say out of context, but eventually, by being involved with a party and stuff like that, you're going to learn new things to say. Sure, yes. Um, but what I would say is you don't pick up on individual words. Right, you pick up on the full sentence and the saying, so you can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you could also make that. It's a, fa- it's a fucking, it's a fantasy world. So anytime I try and put limits on this, I always have to remind myself that there are dragons that are thousands of years old that fly around to do whatever they want. <laughs> so you could, I guess, also make it so eventually. Oh yeah, he's been around so much, he can now just make normal broken sentences. Um, but I think the more fun <laughs> and and challenging way to play them is, yep, just sayings. Like you, you just pick up on the sayings, and depending how much experience they have but yes you're correct he is ever learning and what i always thought would be fun when playing a kenku would be to have a just a notebook and just picking up on phrases that other people in your party say including the dm and anytime they Mm -hmm. slip or say something that's embarrassing to them yep that's going in yep (laughs) logging it (laughs) i will always say that all right so then the other only other thing i brought to the table was a background and i 
found on the uh, the D and D wiki that um, I think the background of researcher could be applicable. It was like the it was okay. like a double edged sword. I didn't know what would actually work and what wouldn't. Um, so I just kind of stuck with researcher, and that's where we're at right now. Wow. I love that as wholeheartedly committed as you were to Kenku is the exact opposite of how committed you are to Researcher. I'm committed to Researcher. I'm just excited to see how it affects my beautiful, beautiful Kenku. All right, well, why don't you, just, why don't you go into what the Researcher is then a little bit so we have an understanding of uh, what we're trying. Well, I think to... it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, so they do research. Yep. The lifestyle of an adventurer was never really to your suiting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they are legit just researchers. So like you're you can be proficient in like history and arcana and all that kind of stuff and um and you just you you prefer learning as opposed as um instead of adventuring. Okay. So I mean just to give you an example some of the questions that the researcher background um asks you as you're creating your character is do you see yourself as like an Indiana Jones type? Uh what do you study? Why do you study it? So, I mean, your motivation can go out... Your motivation for adventuring isn't necessarily the adventure. It's what you could learn along the way. Well, I mean, it's never about the destination. It's always about the journey. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, I mean, did you want to keep this feature as well? I see that it has a feature that says uh, observant. Uh, you're quick to notice minuscule details of your environment around you. You gain the following benefits. Increase your intelligence and wisdom score by one. Okay, yeah, that's all just stat stuff. Uh, so to be honest, I think the feature observant is actually very, very applicable to Kenku because, you, like you just said, you notice minuscule details, and then it says later on, um, if you can see a creature's mouth move while it's speaking a language, you can interpret it, which is like the only way oh, damn. Kenkus speak is by hearing things, you know? So yeah. Well, I mean, but that says that they can essentially... Um, Hear any read, lang- understand any language? Lips. Yeah, it's it's like body language, uh, yeah. but I mean, but it's lip reading more so. Um, you can interpret it what it's saying by reading its lips if you speak the language. Okay, I thought it was saying that you can understand any language. So, so oh. essentially, you, you, yeah, that'd be you, a little broken. So you can you can lip read. Um, yeah. Okay, that's cool. So I mean, it just it just means that he 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 kind of sits back and they're they're able to pick up on stuff. Um, yeah. the, the, well, there's another feature that is knowledgeable. Uh, your considerable knowledge has earned you some prestige in certain circles. While in towns or cities, you may spend your time offering up any information to you know to locals in return for any payment of your choice. Okay, so I mean that's more of just like you got connections and you got smarts. Yeah. And you can you whip around like Matt Damon at a bar trying to pick up a lady. Um, I don't know why that's where I what? went. What? You ever watch? Yeah. Why'd you choose Goodwill Hunting? Because. Matt Damon's wicked smart. Wicked, my boy's wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you like apples? What? Well, who? I I want to know who said the you like apples? How do you like them apples? But I want to know if that was a Matt Damon line or a Ben Affleck line, or if someone said that to them, they're like back pocketing that one and <laughs> putting that in our first script we're ever going to write and totally use it out of context. Like, <laughs> well, Matt Damon says it in the movie. And I, know. and, I mean, they wrote the script together. And, I mean, just looking at the two of them, I don't know how much Ben actually did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's like, yeah, man, I'm totally here for this. Can we put my name on it? Yeah, yeah dude, I got you. I'm pretty sure it's a family guy. BFFs too. for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Are we are we making a, a Boston accented Ken Coop Matt Damon? Is that what's happening? That would be fun, but no. Because then you could go the American <laughs> World Police thing too with it and just be like, I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm Matt I have Damon. No idea what you're talking about. You ever, you ever seen American World Police or whatever? Oh, like America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that, Matt I have, but it's been a very I'm, long time. I'm Matt Damon. That's all he ever says in the whole thing when he just shows up. I'm Matt Damon. Oh my god, I don't remember that. It's not. It's. I, mean, I feel like that movie probably doesn't age well. I don't think that movie was appropriate at the time when it came out. I think yeah, that was the whole point. Yeah, but now I think it's got like super heavy racial undertones, like darker, darker. It's got. Oh, it's. Got, it, I mean, it's. I'm sure there's still people that love it, but yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's also people Whatever. that like the movie The Room, so. Yeah, that's no. neither well, here. We, we've nor... gone places. Let's bring it back. Okay, yeah. We've we've dove under the surface. Now we need to come back up and go back swimming towards our objective. Yeah, that was a very interesting tangent we had that started with Matt Damon and ended up with the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, do you want to roll then characteristics off this, or is there anything else you wanted to kind of like talk about um, for this background? That's it, dude. Let's just start rolling some D. Rolling in the D. <laughs> I forgot to pull out my dice ahead of time, so there's going to be background noise that happens here unless I just talk over the top of it, and then you can't hear it. I'll just roll on the personality trait while you do that, you dummy. Okay, fine. Jeez. Fine, so I'm on the personality trait of researcher, there are eight of them, so I'm going to roll a d8. And I'm going, oh my god. I told you. It was so loud, you didn't even try. You didn't try. Where's my d8? I have to make sure I hit the t at the end of d8. Why? Since we're, because our voices need to be prominent. I don't think prominent is the word you wanted to use there. <laughs> I'm just being stupid at this point. <laughs> D8, coming right up. I rolled a three, which Ooh. says, I'm stubborn. If something catches my eye, nothing will sway me from it until I've thoroughly investigated it. Nice, dude. So it's like, like uh, you like something shiny and you go after it. Shine, shine. I think about you saying that all the time. What? Shine, shine. Shine? <clears throat> shine, shine. Shine, shine. <laughs> <laughs> I am, oh, uh, yeah, grunter. Go, go, go listen to episode seven. No, I think it's six. Seven? I don't know. It's seven. Whichever one says grunter as the title. Yep. Great RP. Okay. Um, all right. Ideal. Ideal. Six. I'm rolling on that one. This will set the whole tone. I rolled... A tree, which is a three, uh, which is thoughtful. I want to learn the history of everything, Ooh. which is in any alignment. So it just means. Good. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. All right. Next is the bond, which is a D6. So I'm going to roll that in case you didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> um, I rolled a two. Which says, only those who can match my intelligence are worthy of my regard. Oh, so a little full of yourself. Yeah. It kind of goes with the personality trait of being stubborn. Yeah, I guess that's true. Stubborn people can typically, yeah, I agree, be full of themselves. But what it also means is that, like, when you do meet someone that can, you know, match wits with you, you're like, hello, yes, all right, cool. Like, you know, you're impressed by them. Um, Let us have a conversation. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I will roll the flaw. I roll the five, which is, well, it may be broken now, but I think I learned enough from breaking it to fix it. 
<laughs> the fuck? It's like, you know, it's like taking apart the um, remote control and putting it back together. Except for, it's, I think I learned enough from breaking it. And it's well, not taking it apart yeah. correctly, it's breaking it. <laughs> oh, jeez. I feel like this character is going to be smarter than either one of us. That's probably correct, but not the way I'm going to RP them. <laughs> you keep, ah, oh, I don't know how I feel about any of this. Um, okay, was there anything else that you wanted to roll on or look at? Just uh, the stats, baby. Okay, all right, just straight into dim stats then. Yep. Uh, 46, get rid of the lowest. Yeah, wait, what are you getting rid of? The lowest, right? If you that's want. normal. I mean, that's the normal way. Well, I always want to do the normal. Why? You're making a Kenku and you want to do something normal? All right, fine. <laughs> what do you suggest? Get rid of the highest? I don't know. I'm just here for the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's your character that you brought all this stuff for, so I defer to you, good sir. Let's get rid of the lowest. Rolling 4d6. So I rolled a 2 Three, three, four. Ooh. So get rid of the two. That's not great. That's it's a nine. Six. Yeah. No, it's a ten. Is it? Yeah. I did math. Plus three is six. Plus four. Okay. Oh, you got rid so of the ten two. strength. Yeah. Ten strength. So it's average strength. Cool. I'm rolling now. Oh Jesus! I rolled a six, a five, a five, and a four. So this wow. thing has a sixteen dex. Dude. <laughs> and they already get a plus to dex, which we'll talk about later. But, uh, yeah. Seems All right, Constitution. We the people of the United States of America. Nope. <laughs> I rolled a 1, a 4, a 5, and a 5. So you're rid of the 14. 1, and that's a 14. What, are you trying to beat me? This is a race? No, I'm just I'm trying to do mental math. Trying to say, keep my mind sharp. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling intelligence. God damn it. I rolled a six, I rolled a six, I rolled a four, and I rolled a one. So it's My a God. 16 again. See, even if we would have gotten rid of the high one there, it's still an 11. Yep. All right, wisdom. Yeah, broken-ass Kanku, bro. <laughs> okay. Yep. I rolled a one, a three, a five, and a five. 13. So that's 13. Ha, beat you again. Now it is a race. Right. Beat you again. Okay, I'm going to roll charisma. See if we can get one below ten. I hope so. Since he's not going to talk at all. Oh yay! We did it, fam. I rolled really? a three, a two, a two, and a one. Nice. So that's uh, seven. It's got a seven charisma. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that that will tie into my hopes and dreams for RPing this character because nothing they say or do c- can make sense. Cool. Glad I can help <laughs> help you. Fuck me. I'm so excited. All right, so now let's, let's make all this make sense. Yeah. Because we have a lot of there. things here that, since I, since, since I did not bring a lot to the table for our predetermined characteristics, there's a lot that we need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just do a quick recap real quick. Um, so again, this is a Kenku, background of researcher, and then we rolled on the researcher background for the personality traits, ideal bond flaw. And what we came up with are the personality trait is I'm stubborn. Um, if something catches my eye, nothing will sway me until I've thoroughly investigated it. The ideal is thoughtful. I want to learn the history of everything, which has an any alignment. Mm-hmm. Bond. Only those who can match my intelligence are worthy of my regard. 
and then the flaw. Well, it may be broken now, but I think I learned enough from breaking it to fix it. That sounds like such a Tony Stark Iron Man mentality. It does a little bit. It does a little bit. Did we create a Kenku Iron Man? Maybe. And he just constantly <laughs> quotes uh, Black Sabbath instead of wearing Black Sabbath shirts. <laughs> instead of I am Groot, he's I am Iron Man. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Exactly. Um, okay, so we have this ever-curious Kenku. Um, where do you want to start then? How do you want to, I mean, did you, I mean, we, we have kind of the background that Kenkus, you know, are kind of shunned off and have a, uh, this, the way the world usually looks at them is not as, um, savory types. They're seen as like, yeah. And their background's super dark from what I read. So like they, they're bird creatures, Mm -hmm. but they don't have wings because apparently they did something in the past that caused people to rip their wings off and replace them with arms was it like a like individual people or like like a god of some sort was like oh you done you done fucked me so now you will not be able to fly and i give you opposable thumbs like was it like that or i mean it doesn't really matter i guess a whole whole deal but it sounds like (laughs) i think that's also where they took their voices as well right yeah I'm not seeing anything about whether or not it was a god. It says here, Although they evolved from avians, Kenku have no wings or capacity for flight. This is due to their former master finding out about their greed. So instead, they had arms in place of wings and bird-like talons for hands and feet. So, But they still have um, like soft feathers on their torso, um, scrawny limbs that are bare like uh, birds... So they most resemble uh, ravens. But I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, or whom just okay. mutilated them so badly. That sounds horrifying. Um, <laughs> but okay, so let's let's look more at... So for this backstory of this character, let's look at... So I'm looking at the Forgotten Realms wiki, which I believe you're reading from as well. Um, and there, yes. there, there's, in their society, it says, Kenku live in close-knit gangs, family groups, or clans, commonly called flocks. Uh, these flocks were distrusted... F- oh, they distrust outsiders, even other Kenkus. So they're very close-knit. Um, establish nests, usually hidden, and often near large cities, or at least a civilized land. Kenku had their own language, but typically spoke common. That's all past tense. Um, after hatching from their eggs, oh, so they come from eggs. Uh, okay. Kenku remain in their home nest with their families. Once they've reached adulthood at age nine, classic, uh, they leave their <laughs> nests forever. Unwilling to travel alone, most soon band together with other young adult Kenkus of similar habits for. Uh, mutual protection and profit, forming a new flock. Okay, so the flock, like, so they, they kind of, after they mature, they go off on their own and become their, start their whole own kind of, like, I don't know, family knit group. Okay. It's interesting. Um, these Kenku gangs made their homes near, yep, we know, near cities. Oh, they lo- they'll loiter in dark alleys and roam the streets together. I'm imagining, like, an, a real Oliver Twist type scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um... They could operate all kinds of illicit, illicit enterprises, but, but often with tricks and scheming. Violence is rarely their first choice. 
It's good to know. Okay. Uh, they hoard stolen things like shiny objects. Uh, all right. Wow. So, I mean, there's a lot here. Yes, there is a lot here. And I even see there's a, there's a little sentence down here that says, Some Kenkus serve the demon lord Pazuzu. <laughs> it's like, wow, interesting. Okay. That's the last thing, too. And then just, you yeah. know, just throws in there, you know, some some are, you know, big on Pazuzu. <laughs> Patron of evil flying things. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, some Kenkus dedicate themselves to the path of the assassin. Yeah, because, I mean, these sound like they're, you know, kind of really well built to be a rogue. Um, they definitely are. But we don't, we, don't, we don't have to go Kenku rogue with this if we don't want to. No, we to. don't have to. I don't want to either. And I feel... So our intelligence and our wisdom isn't awful. And I think I like the idea, since they're a researcher, that I want whatever class they're going to be to be um, a learned class. So, like, a wizard, yeah, wizard learns, right? Wizards Sorcerer just happens to have. Yeah, sorcerers, it's, it's like, like bestowed upon them for at birth or beyond. Like, it's a heritage type thing, so they don't understand it fully. Like, it just kind of happens naturally. Um, okay. Whereas a wizard, yes, is very much like uh, you got you have a spell book. You have to write it all down, and you then, what you have to, in order to learn a spell, you have to actually learn the spell. Find it, write it down, copy it, and then that's how you cast it is from then gotcha. understanding how it works gotcha um so here's a thought i think it's the most learned Ooh. class what? what if our kenku was born and raised as a test subject in a wizarding school born in like a cage <sighs> okay and was like and they're not they were like tortured or treated poorly but like based on just the things we're reading right now there's not a lot of information out there about Kenkus. So what if this was like an experiment, so they bred one, and it hatched in a wizarding school, and then it was just like kept in a cage for a while and, and studied. Yeah. So I'm just going to say the thought I had. When you said bred a Kenku, I, imagine, I immediately went to when you bred a cat. When you, you know the internet meme where you put bread over a cat's face? Um, and no. You've, you've seen it. You've seen a picture of somebody cut a hole in bread and put it their cat's face in the middle of it. Nope. Just because you hate cats doesn't mean you haven't experienced cat memes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> other people know what I'm talking about. That's what I. That's where the visual I had when you said bread a Kenku. I was like, oh, they put bread over its face. But anyways, I'm sorry, words are hard for you. Yep. Wow, yeah. I thought we were friends. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were friends too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like that idea because essentially, I mean, especially since we now know they're from eggs, right? That means. That totally makes sense. If there's a wizard out there that's like, oh, cool, there's a fancy egg. I want to study it. Or, like, even if you went out of his way to know that, like, oh, yes, this is a Kenku. I mean, it could be an experiment to the point where he's like, oh, Kenkus are always so distrusting and these evil, like, things that are just, you know, constantly raised or, or, or doing harm and trying to run these, so, I don't know, gangs. Okay. It could be a nature versus nurture type experiment where he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise Ooh. one and see, see make, it, make sure it comes out right and blah, blah, blah and all this. Um and so it could be raised in, like, just by a wizard. It doesn't have to necessarily, I mean, it could be a test subject, but it could just be a wizard in a wizarding tower or in an academy had the, him kind of almost like a pet in, like, a weird, like, because that's not a... So this this Kenku is this wizard's um, Hedgewig. Yes. It could be like <laughs> that. I was going to go more with Fox. So it's like Dumbledore's Fox, the phoenix uh, that he has. Yeah. That seems a little bit more... Probably in, in line. Both of those fly better than Mike the Kenku. 
that wow, I feel like too soon. Um <laughs> because they, they what? because they, I'm sure there's maybe they don't know. Maybe it's not too soon. We don't know how long ago their wings were ripped off and replaced with arms, but <laughs> Um no, yeah. Um yeah, I, I like that idea. I like that. I mean, because it would make sense then why he would be not necessarily a rogue or something else to the point like other Kenkus. Um, and it gives us a reason of why he is even more curious than most Kenkus. Um, I think that's fun. Because someone around him was always learning, such as what he observed. Like, ooh, book over there. What's going on over there? Like, ooh, now I'm getting prodded with shit. That doesn't feel good. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um... <laughs> Okay, I mean, if you really want to go... It's a book over there, a book over there, a prod right there. Wait, what? <laughs> it's the weirdest montage in D&D history. Um, <laughs> if you want it, I mean, well, what, what is... Okay, if, that's, if, if we want to go the route that he was poked and prodded, what was the wizard trying to learn? What was he trying to do? What was he trying to figure out from him that he would need to, like, test? Because I was just kind of going the route of, like, this self-righteous full of himself wizard wanted a pet of some sort that was more sentient and which is kind of like a very evil like it's essentially almost kind of like having a slave at that point because it's a sentient being but like if you wanted to be a test subject that's fucked up in a whole other reason as well so well if it's if it's a test test subject maybe this wizard is trying maybe this wizard's like a D&D darwin and he's trying to learn how how can one remove a limb and replace it with another and then for generations upon generations the new limb keeps appearing in birth. Yeah. Also, D&D Darwin sounds like a fucking, I don't know if that's a punk band or if that's like, <laughs> it's definitely something though. That is definitely has to be the title to something now. D&D. It's probably a grunge band. <laughs> yeah. Or just something, like, I don't know. Like, maybe that's even like, oh, maybe that's our side podcast. We have another side podcast that is just going into the lore and the history of how things have evolved throughout the history of D&D. Can we call it D&D Darwin? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. D, D, D cubed? Is it three for cube squared? Cubed is three. Yeah. Nice. D cubed, baby. Nope. Uh, D&D Darwin. Or Darwin <laughs> D&Ds. No. Darwin's D&D? Darwin D&Ds nuts. <laughs> We are off the rails. Um, okay. Yeah, we're sober today. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Prior episode, we weren't. Yeah, no, we weren't. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have this D&D Darwin that is trying. And, like, so is, is this, is our Kenku then the only Kenku he has? Does he have other things that he is potentially experimenting on or trying to learn from? So before I answer that question, I am going to revert back a little bit. And I do think I... I think I'm going to take back my idea of the test subject. And I do like the idea of your... I like your idea. I like that this Kenku was not as... I don't want to say the Kenku was a slave, but I want to say that this Kenku was this wizard's like kind of right-hand slave. <laughs> <laughs> the word slave. Right-hand man. Right-hand bird. You know, like, hey, go get me this so I can do this. And they scurry off and go Is get the it. Is like, like, for a servant? No, I don't want to. I want it to be Same not thing. quite seen as an equal, but not seen as like trash on the ground by this wizard. Okay, because it's got to get its arrogance from somewhere, right? So this this Kenku thinks that it's smarter than other people because it was actually close and kind of bonded with the wizard master. I don't want to use that word, but it's the best word I got right now. I mean, I I think the dirtiness of of what you're feeling with this is is correct, and that's where it's like. There's nothing wrong with it being incorrect 
in the world as long as we address that, that yeah, this is wrong and gross and, and uncomfortable because he's going to grow from it. He's going to learn and like it's it's bad and that's where we there's bad things that happen in the world. We cannot yeah. we don't we shouldn't necessarily say like, oh, okay, everything's happy and good. Like, no, this is a, a weird relationship he has. And from yeah, that I, he takes away from it the uh the arrogance, right? And that's where he gets okay. that kind of and that's why he looks down on people. Um Yeah. But I want this wizard and this Kenku to almost like I want the Kenku to at least to think that they were somewhat friends, even if that's like a a, a Munchausen syndrome friendship okay. or like a toxic friendship. I think the Kenku gets its arrogance because he holds this wizard up on a pedestal of of intelligence and and greatness. And since he thinks the Kenku thinks that he was friends with this wizard, that's where he pulls that arrogance from. He's like, sure. I can be friends with someone like this, and you can't. So I'm better than you are. Yeah, I like that. Um. So then, for this wizard, let's flesh out this wizard just a little bit more. Do we think it's just what is who is this wizard? What is their race? What is their end goal? What is their alignment? Just like just little things, so that we can kind of then figure out from there what else maybe this Kenku picked up. Yeah, I agree because I do I do think that will um, affect the Kenku. Um, so I I don't know what kind of race do you think is going to pick up a random egg that they find a human? Humans are the most arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's a, the the wizard. It would be a human. It could be an elf. Um, usually, human wizards are are more of a thing because they're trying to learn as much as they can in a very fast period of time. Because comparatively, they don't live as long. Whereas elves are like, "Fuck it, I got hundreds of years to figure this shit yeah. out." Um, why why do today when you can save for the next century? Exactly. Um, classic, <laughs> classic, classic line. Classic elf procrastination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think human is the most cliche. Uh, yeah, it's the most cliche, straightforward. That's fine. Human wizard. Um, okay, cool. So we have this human wizard. Like, t- so is this? Is, is he at a university? Is it like because if he's at a university, to me that says the alignment of this person isn't necessarily evil. I mean, it could be. You could still have some kind of like evilness to it. But I don't know. I us- I usually at least feel like if they're at a university trying to help others learn they at least in some way shape or form have some yeah. positive until they ask a professor how to make a horcrux <laughs> yep yep well and that's the thing is like i said you know they can still be evil within the school or like doing stuff like that but what that would mean is if they're at a school is that this kenku then would interact with other people in, in a more commonplace setting than just oh this is a isolated wizard in a tower doing all these you know research and experiments and all this by himself and so this kenku then would be more isolated and kept away from people and not really understand interactions outside of the master and servant kind of uh um i like isolation okay i like so i actually so i like the best i like (laughs) i hate when i do that i want to eat i want to have my cake and eat it too i Mm -hmm. want the wizard to be isolated but i want him to be a professor at a wizarding school so, like, the Kenku never leaves the tower or wherever the wizard actually lives mm-hmm. um, and is kept in a cage when he's gone, and then the, the wizard goes out and teaches at a school. Oh, it's horrifying. Um, yeah, no, that works. <laughs> I mean, because what that could essentially mean, because we're, cause we're, we're building all this up, but at some point this Kenku is going to have to get away from this, right? He's going to have to mm-hmm. not be a part of this kept in isolation. So maybe he's a part of this weird background that this wizard tries to keep hidden right like this wizard knows what he's doing would be frowned upon by most of society so he keeps that as like side projects where he's teaching and has this very public positive facing front and then in the background he has these because i mean anyone 
even if they don't approve of Kenkus and people don't like them, they will at least acknowledge these are sentient beings that like are have lives and like are a part of society and matter. You shouldn't just mm-hmm. keep them. <laughs> like yes. that's not okay. That's weird. Um, and uh, I mean, if if the Kenku is just raised like that, they won't know any different. Um, they'll probably Correct. reach a rebellious stage. Right? I mean, they mature by age nine, so they're a full grown. Like, and that's their 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 instinct is going to be to want to leave the nest and go off and start their own thing, even if they don't understand it fully themselves. I feel like that is still going to inherently be part of what they're feeling. So maybe yeah, it's just going to be part of their their DNA. Like it's just a, the the it's just the it's sexual natural. life, baby. Yeah, it's just it's your animal instincts. We all have animal instincts, and that would be the ones like, okay, it's time to leave the nest. I gotta go. And so maybe yep. maybe he escapes. Maybe somebody finds out about that, or maybe maybe he's on the. Oh, see, but how do you think then? So we've been saying that he puts this uh, that our Kenku puts this wizard on a pedestal, right? So do we think then he he always sees the wizard as like a as a positive type role model? Because I was going to make the suggestion of maybe he did escape and he's on the run from this wizard um, and doesn't want to be taken back. But that would then mean he's not necessarily holding him up on this pedestal. Well, maybe it's just like, I mean, you can hold someone up on a pedestal and they can be a completely toxic individual, you know? So, That's like, true. it could just be one of those toxic relationships where it's like, all right, I'm leaving now, get in this cage. And, like, it's not, like, no one wants to get put in a cage when they're all alone. But then when he comes home, he lets them out. And he's like, hey, man, this is awesome. So, like, I think he gets positive affirmation from the wizard. Um, when he's around, but he's just not around often, and that's and so maybe the motivation to leave this um, this tower, this this isolated place, is maybe one day he wanted to follow the wizard to school. Sure. So like right when the right, right when the wizard is out of the Kenku's um, line of sight, he starts picking on the lock of his cage. Successfully gets it done. Walks out the front door follows a trail that they believe is correct and ends up accidentally stumbling into motherfucking podcastria. I'm assuming. CD tavern. Yeah. Um, and so then is he trying to get back? Is he trying to get back to this, t- uh, the wizard tower? Who knows what he's doing? Well, no, what, what, what we should, <laughs> I say that almost every episode. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, then what is his goal and motivation? Cause if his whole thing is just to get back to the wizard tower, he's not going to go out on an adventure. He's not going to go out and try and figure out these things. He's, he's going to just want to stay in his isolation here. Right. If he's happy and comfortable with it, despite how fucked up and wrong it is that you, <laughs> that you said the sentence of, all right, I'm leaving, getting your cage. <laughs> um, yep. like, cause I mean, I would imagine too, the Kenku, especially being as, as, uh, what is it? I want to learn everything about history. Um, well, it may be broken now. I've learned enough to be able to fix it. I'm sure he's broken out of this cage. I'm sure he's wandered around the the tower when the wizard has left before. It's not like he's only done it once, right? He's yeah, he's a very true. curious, smart individual that I'm sure will have learned how to lock and unlock the cage within the nine years of being locked up in it. Um, yeah, I think maybe that. So, like to answer your question, why wouldn't he try? Is he trying to find his way back to the the tower or whatever we, whatever the home? his cage, whatever you want to call it, I would say that maybe his motivation to go on an adventure is that, I mean, I know he's got like a, an intelligence of 16 and a wisdom of 13, but maybe he's still naive and thinks that everything that he's experiencing for the first time is also maybe something that could be revolutionary to the wizards. So it's like, oh, I have to learn all that I can before I go back home so I can tell him all about all these things. So you, know? so you think he's trying to impress him. He's essentially trying yeah. to find something new to bring to him. 
Okay, I I like that. And I mean, then he could essentially accidentally get scooped up into some kind of group, right? Or some kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, now, like, maybe he, he's brought back several things or he's trying to, like, appease him in some way. or But, like, is the wizard going to be happy that he's going out and doing this? I think that's something that the DM and the player can decide because I think... The, um... I do think the wizard's eventually going to come into play, whether or not the Kenku somehow finds its way back home, or the wizard finds the Kenku out in the wilds. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't have an instinct either way. So I think well, that's something the, that the reason I ask is campaign. more so just like if he goes out once, brings back something new from the real world to the wizard. The wizard's reaction to that is either going to be "What the fuck? You left? You should never do that again." I'm fixing the cage, and so that therefore he wouldn't want to go out again. Or if he, this is his first time going out, and his whole goal is to, I'm going to learn so much and bring it all back, like that. Then he has an ex, a reason to be out for a longer period of time. I'm essentially trying to get to what is the catalyst that spurs him to go out on an adventure. What is the catalyst that makes him want to be away for more than just one day, right? Because if he's trying to get back before he's noticed, then it's like, okay, that's not that long of an adventure. You have one day before the wizard comes back, right? Um, or yeah. maybe the wizard's gone for a longer period of time. So that's what I'm just trying to say, like. Is is he going out with the full uh, intention of being gone for a long period of time? I mean, I don't think he knows. I think, but I do think he just ends up being out for a long period of time. Okay. I mean, I, I do think the whole, the entire intention to go out was to try to follow the wizard to the school. Okay. Almost like a like a child whose you know family goes off to work all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to come to work with you. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was the main motivation to leave, and then they just get caught up in the world. Okay. And don't make their way back right away. Okay. So then they're just kind of out wandering about trying to learn and take down as much notes and writing as much in books as they can. They probably even copied a few spells from the wizard's book that, you know, as first level, whatever, basic. Maybe he took the, maybe the wizard left in a hurry one day. So, um, the Kenku grabbed a book off a table to follow the wizard to school. Like, hey, you forgot this, mm-hmm. but then gets lost and now has one of these books that has like first level spells and stuff in it. And yeah. That's how. Yeah, that could yeah. work. Well, and the thing too is, I mean, we we keep saying it like it's a day. I mean, I keep bringing it like it's like this one day. Where like maybe the wizard's gone for a while. Maybe he's gone for you know a few. I mean, they can go off and do other things and like be gone for a longer period of time. It doesn't have to just be going to you know teach oh, at the school. I like that. So I like that. The wizard left and didn't come back for a couple of days. That's going to be the motivation for okay. the Kenku. Okay. Um, so Took us a while to get there, but we got there. Final answer. The wizard left one day, went to work, didn't come back for a couple of days. Kenku is now out trying to find their friend. Boom. I like it. Friend who keeps them in a cage. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. It's weird, bro. Um, but okay. And I mean, I think, and, and to your point, yes, that's a fun, not, that's a, a, a topic that the DM and the player can then kind of go through is, okay, well, when this wizard and him interact and come back together, is it weird? Is it that like Munchausen syndrome where it's like, oh, okay. Like they're, this is a weird relationship they have. And like, if any of the other players that they're playing with in their group kind of interact, they're going to see that. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to because they're going to see this player as a person. And they're like, all right, come home. Get back in your cage. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? Did you, what? Yeah. <laughs> the cleric, of course, is going to raise a fit because <laughs> no, they always do. I think the paladin would more than the cleric. Oh, um, whatever. They're both the worst. Wow. Wow. It's the only two things I've ever played with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. 
So I like that. And then while they're out there, they they just start taking down notes and they start learning as much as they can about the world around them. Um, it explains why they're a uh, wizard, why they have those spells, why they're curious to kind of learn. Is there anything we missed, though? I'm stubborn. If something catches my eye, nothing will sway me. Um, I think, I don't, see, I don't know if stubborn's really the right way to put that. I think it's just they're so curious. But I think it's stubborn because it's like, it's to a they fault. They won't let it go. It's to a fault, yeah. 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 Um, I want to learn the history of everything. Yeah, that fits within this still. Uh, only those who can match my intelligence are worthy of my regard. That's, I think that's something that they kind of learn, right? Like, they're only ever used yeah. to interacting with a wizard that knows so much that anytime they interact with something that they don't feel like they're learning anything from, they're like, what is this? This is, well, you're a waste of my time. You're like a table. Like, I don't, I, I want to just, I don't need to be around you. Um, Which I feel like is going to be difficult to express right away until the Kenku learns new phrases and, <laughs> and sentences. Yeah, yeah. That as well as, um, it, like I said, it's just going to be a, a discovering process that, oh, there are dumb people? That's weird. I didn't even know that yeah. there were dumb people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So the, and also the flaw, he'll take things apart. Oh, yeah. I think he'll just start dismantling things just yeah. just out in public that would be great for interacting in, like, an antique store or if you're going to a yeah. magic shop or just... Mm. Or you're in the middle of a trail between two cities and during his watch, he dismantles the fucking buggy you guys are oh <laughs> riding on. He wants to know yeah. how the wheel works, takes it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, there's definitely a way to make this this player toxic. <laughs> there are definitely ways. Don't do that. Don't do that. A little bit of toxicity, but just make sure it doesn't throw everything off. <laughs> um, the toxicity of the city. Um, okay, <laughs> so then what do we think alignment-wise? That's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I appreciate that. Let me take that in. Let me digest it. Um, I don't know. Wow. That that all happened very quickly. Um, I don't think he'd be lawful. There's no 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 sense of lawfulness to him. So I mean, and, and I don't think it's necessarily. I mean, maybe it's neutral. I mean, he could he could potentially be somewhere you know in in the middle. But I mean, I think his actions because he's never really faced consequences for. That. I'm sure the wizard punished him for certain things for like maybe taking things apart or breaking things. But like I think that's the only other person he was maybe afraid of. But I don't think that was necessarily law. Um, yeah. Uh, so I mean I guess I guess neutral could I mean so here even for Kenku it says uh, uh, self-seeking and cunning creatures they tend to adopt neutral or unaligned views and behaviors the majority were evil but true neutral and go- good Kenku Kenku can be found among them um, they're opportunistic and unscru- unscrupulous not stopping at illegal or immoral acts so naturally. It's, they don't have an issue with being. I mean, we could even go with neutral evil here if we wanted. But like, I don't. Again, I don't think. I think he's still so. I don't know, innocent to any of that. Like, to not knowing, and yeah. what what he's doing. That yeah. I feel like I feel like chaotic neutral is what's coming out to me, and it's just. I think it's just all just going to come from a from a naive place. Yeah. You know, just it's going to be like they're going to make a child yeah. out in the world for the first time. So it's not going to be. I feel, I feel like chaotic neutral is easy, which is why I'm trying to find a different answer because I feel like it's it's very easy to be like, oh, this character's chaotic neutral because it's just like they do whatever. Well, um, and I, I feel like we have strong reasons that I can justify chaotic neutral. I was trying to think of something else, but nothing's really nothing's pulling at me strongly. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. We could do neutral evil where 
Yeah, but where's the evil come into play? Like, what? The evil can come into play that the only interaction they've had with this is with this wizard. And so we could say that this wizard has just maybe brought other people or other things into his, like, place and just completely has no regard for their humanity and just treats them completely like objects as things he's learning from. So anytime he interacts with someone or something, he does not see it as an equal. He does not see it as someone else that he sees it as something to learn from, something to take apart, something to try and figure out how it works. So like he, and like, again, it's not, it's a naivety. It is that he doesn't know he's being evil per se, but the actions and things, the way he was taught to interact with other living things or, or, I don't know, stuff that he encounters is a destructive kind of manner because he wants to break it down to its core and understand how it works. And that's why it's neutral, right? It's not it's not chaotic in that he's just, oh, going all willy-nilly and just trying to destroy everything just to destroy it for fuck's sake. And it's not lawful evil because he's not trying to necessarily rise through the hierarchy of anything and do it for his own self selfish benefit. He's doing it for a way of just like, whatever. This is just how I am. This I, I want to be trying to learn and engage and so it's like it's not it's not using any organization to help further your cause as far as like evil means go and it's not necessarily just evil means go what do i collect two hundred dollars no <laughs> here <laughs> neutral evil I'm, I'm i want to pull up neutral evil i like neutral evil I just feel like I'm not necessarily doing it well. Uh, neutral evil is the most dangerous alignment because it represents pure <laughs> evil without honor and validation. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with this explanation. <laughs> Let me find the content that I agree with. Okay, yeah. Well, Way well, to go, you Facebook-using boomer. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. This episode <laughs> got dark. Um, so, neutral evil uh, creature views law and chaos as unnecessary considerations for... Pure evil is all in all. So I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you could also do chaotic. Uh, chaotic I think whatever chaotic. aligns with the fact that this character is naive, I'm okay with. So like, like you just said, the evil has no regard for laws. This person doesn't know what the fuck laws are. So they're not, they're not evil with evil intentions. I think if we're gonna go evil, it's all gonna be on accident. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is also why I think chaotic neutral is a very good. Um, alignment. Okay, so so uh, this is the this is the site we've we've kind of referred to before. It says the neutral evil adventurer. The following to what? Okay. Okay, these are actions are honorable for this alignment. Uh, accused of a crime, innocent or uh, attacking. Sorry, I'm just kind of reading through. I thought this was going to give us a, like their goals as an adventurer, uh, but it's not really what I thought it was. Dirting a fight, falsely claiming. So these are all actions that they would be okay with, I guess. So attacking an unarmed or obviously inferior opponent, defeating a superior a, a superior opponent. Deliber- this is an evil character? This is the neutral evil character, yes. Okay. Uh, desecrating an enemy's corpse. No, not, okay, chaotic neutral. Final answer, done. <laughs> but, so desecrating... Think about it. If he if he has a dead body and wants to figure out why they're able to cast magic or why they're able to do something or why they were able to have like, it's desec- I mean, technically, an autopsy in some religions is considered desecration of of a corpse. Yeah, most people are stupid. <laughs> the word desecrate, literal definition, says to treat with violent disrespect. 
So if this person is going to, if this Kenku is going to start examining a dead body, it's going to be done so with respect. They're not going to rip an arm off. Like, is there any magic in here? And start flapping loose skin around and shit and tugging at fucking bicep muscles. But, I mean, if they're going up to it to try and investigate. And, like, you, okay, so this is where you can make an argument anytime you go, all right, I go up and I investigate the body for anything after we kill it. Depending how you go about that investigation, if you treat it as something that was just living is a nice way of doing it. But if you just go up and you start throwing around this dead body, trying to like shimmy it down and, and find gold on it or weapons or that can be considered desecration. <laughs> you just go up to this body and start ripping the, the pockets of it and looking at its swords and its weapons. Just saying. Chaotic neutral. That's fine. That was my last <laughs> argument. I was just saying, <laughs> yeah. Age 12, final answer. No other conversation. That's, yeah, um, that's good. <laughs> appearance I'm a f- so I have ideas for this character that I've been kind of holding back uh-huh because I don't want to give away how I'm going to RP this character to you uh-huh um you know I want that to be very raw and very real mhm so <laughs> I'm looking forward to this less and less <laughs> Um, so the appearance, they're going to be a blackbird. Well, yeah, they're, most Kenkus are raven looking characters. That's fine. I mean, you can, you can break it up, break it up. Sure. Sure. But I also want to say that they've got like prominent feathers on their head that come down and swoosh oh, God almost damn over it. one of their eyes. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So we got an emo, emo Kenku. <laughs> And you're telling me this person wouldn't desecrate a body. F you. (laughs) I don't want to be the word desecrating to be associated with my character. Fine. Do you you what? You really want to be fucking neutral? No, 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 no. no. You play it however you want. It's fine. (laughs) And that's the thing too. Is again, alignment is constantly in flux. It is constantly changing. Ebb and flow, baby. Yeah. So black feathers on the head that slightly go over an eye. Um. What else do we got here? Hoods. Oh, so this is a wizard. I do think they're wearing kind of loose drapes. Okay. So they've got they've loose got like a, they've got they've got <laughs> from the from the window. It reminds me of the first Avengers movie when Iron Man and Thor first interact, and he's like, "Does Mother know you wear her drapes?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've got a robe that has a hood that can probably cover a lot of their face, except maybe like the tip, maybe of their their beak mm-hmm. um and then let's see what else what else are you feeling what else are you feeling um black claws or it's just the thumb claw black so, so i mean when when you look at the kenku i think they're they're all it's just the dark character all of it is just like like black they have black all i it, don't care i mean they could have them sharpened to a certain way Hang on, I'm also I'm looking up the, the lyrics. Are there X's the... in the back of their hands? What? 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 Are there X's in the back of their hands? X I mean if if you why would there be? What was the what is the role what is the, the background reason? Because they're underage in the club, dude. They become an adult at age nine. Yeah, but not that's that's in their society. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure I thought I was an adult at age nine. But how long is what is their lifespan? What is the normal lifespan of a kind Sixty. What? 60 years old. Oh, shit, really? So they live, yeah. live a decent... All right, fine. Whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> to help build this character, what I did is I looked at the lyrics to I'm an emo kid. 
Um, <laughs> so we have the I'm an emo kid, non-conforming as can be. You'd be non-conforming too if you look just like me. Uh, I have paint on my nails and makeup on Answer my, my question. What would you say? Who's it by? Oh. Um, <laughs> Adam and Andrew. That's, that's not even real. No, this you've never heard the song? No. There's no there's no way you haven't heard the song I'm an emo kid. Whatever, I'll listen to it later. Oh my god. Um but they do say I've paint on my nails and makeup on my face. Uh I'm almost emo enough to start shaving my legs, so maybe <laughs> Why? How's that even what's that even relevant? You were you weren't really an emo kid then. Um <laughs> Because I didn't shave my legs. Because I feel real deep when dressing, dressing in drag. So that is obviously satirical. You're satirical. This, this um, <laughs> um, I call it freedom of express. Okay, yeah, this song gets inappropriate. I forgot about this. I was really young when I was. <laughs> oh my god. Regardless, we've got enough because, like you said, they are kind of all one color and stuff like that. Mm. So it's gonna be like a dark black kenku with the feathers on the head and all that stuff, and the hood that covers most of the body. Um, sharp claws for the raven-like hands and feet. Um, does it have a staff? I think it would take a uh, like a, a second-hand staff. Um, yeah, to... Well, I mean, because the so for wizards they'll have a focus, right? They'll have something yeah. that they 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 use to help cast uh, magic. So yeah, it would make sense that they have some kind of staff of some sort, um, or it could be something else. It could be a wand. It could be um, I don't know. Let me see. The, I think whatever it is, it's going to be the same thing as the wizard um, teacher. Okay, so it's like an older just one of what second, the teacher had, right? Yeah. So the teacher had like yeah. gotten a new one, so he's like, oh, I'm going to take this old one that he's left here in the house. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Um, yeah. Did did we... Uh, I guess it wouldn't really matter for their background. I will say the other thing for wizard is they usually have different schools. They look into studying more. It's like the oh, yeah, types of right now. Um, but it wouldn't happen until third level anyway, so it probably wouldn't happen until they're out adventuring a little bit and get exposed to the world. But Yeah, there is one thing I want to backpedal on too with the Kenku. Um, the dexterity score increases by two and the wisdom increases by one. Jeez. And then we'll summarize all of this in a m- moment to let you good folks know what the final numbers are. It's a yeah, I think lot. that's it. Does the wizard learn anything? Get any uh, bonuses to stats? Uh, you don't usually get bonuses um, from that. Um, okay. Yeah, no. That's fine. Yeah. So, do you want to take a moment to tell our good friends who have been listening to us talk for almost an hour now <laughs> uh, about what we just created. Do you want to summarize it up? Uh, yeah, if I have to. Um, so Nathan decided this week to bring in Kenku as a race, uh, which is a raven looking bird that can only mimic things that is already heard. Um, as far as speaking goes, um, and brought the background of researcher that, that allowed us to figure out that they are stubborn one of the personality traits is they're stubborn, and if something catches their eye, nothing will sway them until they have thoroughly investigated it. Their ideal is that they are thoughtful. They want to learn the history of everything. Um, and also their bond is, only those who can match my intelligence are worthy of my regard. 
their flaw as well. It may be broken now, but I think I've learned enough from breaking it to fix it. Um, stats are pretty broken, um, but <laughs> they have a strength of 10, a dex of 18, con of 14, intelligence of 16, wisdom of 14, and then a charisma of 7, which means they're not yes. very charismatic or intimidating in any way. Um, then we decided to go with the class of wizard, which then helped us figure out that they were actually raised and or captured and or owned by some kind of wizard that was doing some kind of scientific magical science like research either on them or around them and that's what caused them to be curious in this way um teacher left at some point for an extended period of time and this kenku then being curious and wanting to know more tried to go out and find them and that's now kind of where they're out in the world right is that, mm-hmm. is that where we're at yeah that's about where we're at Cool, cool, Are we cool. ready to engage? I don't think in I the... am. I think we can just skip that and just go to the, straight to the outro this week, right? No, no, no. You silly, silly boy. <sighs> this part's the part I spent three hours preparing for. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's roll that uh, let's roll that music in the middle. Cue the transition. CD Tavern. Um, it is probably later in the evening. It's just about dusk time, so the the bar is starting to fill uh, a little. It's not too busy. It's a weeknight, so there's a good amount of people in here, but nothing too rowdy. It's not, not like a bunch of drunks. Um, inside, they're just starting to light all the candles and things to make it so that you can see uh, without having any natural light. Um, there's someone over on the stage area kind of just cleaning it up, looking like they're maybe getting ready to set up for some kind of performance for the evening. Um, behind the bar is Barry, the overweight elf character um, that that is back there. And he is kind of just hustling around, kind of looks like he's organizing um, some of the different glasses and things behind the bar, um, as well as occasionally running over to the kitchen to grab some food and delivering it to one of the few tables that have... A few people spattered about it. There's, you know, some tables with two people at them, three. There's someone eating alone at a booth uh, in the far back as well. And, yeah, it's just kind of this, you know, normal buzz of, of people interacting as we find our Kenku character, which Nathan somehow managed to get all the way through building of it and not getting me to ask him what the name was. Um, <laughs> entering the seedy tavern. So the, the Kenku is just going to walk in, and he's got a very uh, fidgety look about himself, but only because, like, that's just the mannerisms in which they move. They're just, you know, they move their head kind of very just, like, aggressively. There's not a lot of fluidness. It's like a move stop, you know, like a bird, essentially. Um, and they walk up to the bar and they take a seat at the bar and they're just kind of looking around at things and examining and they're not, uh, and they're mumbling to themselves a little bit. It's like, Hmm, interesting, interesting. It's interesting. Very interesting. Interesting. Um, um, well, uh, uh, we don't, uh, I'm sorry, but, uh, can, can I help you? Interesting. Interesting. Um, little bird. What, 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 what are you, what can I get for you? What is going on? Why are you here? 
Kenku looks you right in the eyes and goes, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, I'm begging you to be my escape. And starts looking around again. Escape? What do you, what, what do you mean? I, I, don't, I don't understand. What are you running from? Interesting, interesting. Uh, very, very interesting. I, I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know if I can... Okay, look, your, your type isn't usually... We, we don't... We're slow right now, but I'd prefer if you, if you maybe just kind of moved along. Move along? Move along? Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, we're... I, I don't... Look, we don't have any scraps, we don't have anything that can that we can just give out to you right now. We're, we're a little slow, so it's okay that you're in here for right now, but unless you have gold... Or, or something, we're, 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 I need to see that first. I've had too many of your your kind run through here and just, well, steal from us. That I am trying. Interesting, interesting. Try, interesting. Trying? What? Look, I, I have other things I need to be doing, and it, it is just I need you to either leave or show me that you have money to pay for something. Interesting, interesting. I reach into my pocket, and I do pull out a little sack that clinks and jingles when I put it on the bar. Oh, uh, all right. Okay, well, good. That's a good start. Uh, what What would you like to drink, then? Interesting. 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 Hmm. Very, very interesting. Hmm. You know? Hmm. I don't know. No, what do you want to drink? Look, I... I... <sighs> I'm starting to regret even in starting this encounter not just shooing you out of here. Am I more than you bargained for yet? Yes, yes you are. And this is not this is not what I planned on doing with the rest of my evening. I have a book in the back I was planning on reading. It was slow tonight and I don't I, God, Barry just calm down. Barry calm down. Keep it together. Look. You have gold. I can bring you something. What would you like? Do you want food instead of a drink, maybe? There's just no one who gets me like you do. I, I get. I feel like I don't understand anything that's going on. I don't. How do you? What do you mean? I get you. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. What? What is so interesting? What are you so? And Barry starts like lo- like trying to follow his gaze. Is looking where this this. Kenku is looking all over the place. Look, look, little little bird. What is your name? Say my name. Say my name. I, I don't know it. I'm trying. That's what I'm asking. What is your name? Interesting. Interesting. I'm Mister Brightside. All right, Mister Brightside. Um, I look. We. It's really good to hear your voice saying my name. It sounds so sweet. Thank you. I've, um, okay, well, um, Mr. Brightside, what is it that we could potentially help you out with? Here, look, I, I have... I, I need to go help other other people around here, so if if you want something, now's the time to, to give it... Give me your order, or your food, or your drink, or do you want a room? I don't... What? You are the... You are the only one that needs to know. Yes, I am! That's why I'm trying to help you here. I'm begging you, I'm begging you, I'm begging you to be my escape. So you want a room? 
So are, are you visiting? Are you are you escape? What are you escaping from? You're back back on this escape. Are you in danger? I'll be okay. Is that what you want me to say? I want you to say whatever is actually true. I'm trying to help. I don't. It's good that you'll be okay, but it sounds like that's a lie. Uh, interesting, interesting, very interesting. That you're lying? Are you lying? Are you not lying? I don't understand. Just be truthful with me. I can't help you, Mr. Brightside, unless I know what's going on. Where is your boy tonight? I hope he is a gentleman. What do you know of little Jimmy? Of course he is a gentleman. I've raised him very properly, and he should be at home at this hour, probably with with his mother. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Why, why, why are you asking about my family? Look, you're starting to make me rather nervous here. If this is what he wants, and this is what she wants, then why is there so much pain? Oh, are you threatening my family, Mr. Brightside? I will not shout that. No, 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 no. That's not the solution. That is not the solution. No, no, no. Solution? What? What are you? What are you looking to solve? I, I don't. Okay. Look, Mr. Brightside. While I have really enjoyed, um, no, I haven't enjoyed this really at all. What? Look, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to give you some time. Look, we have these drinks over here, beyond the wall. Any of them stand out to you? Any of them look good? Seeing you cry makes me feel like saying sorry. I'm not even... Okay, I don't know if I was there. I'm crying. I'm just... I'm, look, I'm frustrated, all right? You're frustrating me, and I already have a very... <sighs> my heart is not very strong, and I've had a lot of pressure these past few weeks of just random people coming in here and giving me a hard time, and the last, last one of you bird, bird folks that have come in here, well, I'm, I, I don't want to just leave you here alone. I tried to make you happy, but you left anyway. I haven't left. I, I will leave, and uh, the, but if you don't order something, I'm going to walk you out of here. Will you remember me? Because I know I won't forget you. I mean, probably this is a very strange encounter, and I don't, I don't see any, any point to it besides just causing me to have more pain in my stomach. I put my head down, look at the bar, and I say... I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Uh, well, okay, well, Mr... Look, Mr. Brightside, it's not... You don't have to... No, I... Okay, so... Uh, look, let just... What, what? I'm going to get you... How, water? I'm going to get you a water, all right? And just take some time, and I... I don't... I never know what to say to you... So, uh, just, it's a. Stop being so hard on yourself. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. Okay, well, that seems a bit. I'm trying to help you here. Look, I'm gonna get you your glass of water, and you just. Just don't steal anything. Check, yes, Juliet. How do you know my wife's name? <laughs> this. Look, Mr. Brightside, I don't know what kind of games you're trying to play here. But I'm going to have to ask you to leave without your water. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights off. Carry me. 
I will carry you right out of here, you small little thing. I will make you go. And I will say it is so. All right? And it's Barry... kind of hard to talk right now. Barry then is now walking from around the bar. No, look, you're, you're, I don't care if you can talk. You don't need to talk anymore. You've said enough of nothing. And it's now time for you to leave. And he starts... You to... contradict the fact that you still want me around. I don't still want you around. I'm not contradicting anything. I'm making it very clear. You're the one contradicting everything. Mr. Brightside, I have but, not enjoyed this encounter but... at all. But I can't take all your jabs and taunts. You're pointing out my every fault. What? Currently, all I can see are your faults. You're not showing any... Look, look, get get off the stool. And Barry is now around the bar, standing next to the stool with Mr. Brightside. What's the worst that I could say? You said it, all right? You brought up my family, you brought up Juliet, and you brought up Jimmy, and you seem to be threatening both of them. And I will not stand for that. So, I'm... Look, get down. Get off the stool. Now. I'll be just fine pretending I'm not. Good. Well, you can be fine pretending to be whatever it is you want to be outside. Now go. Come on. Get out of here. I didn't know I was lonely till I saw your face. Hey, I want to get better. Well, you know what? I don't have time for that. All right? And frankly, you've you've put me on edge and the... The healer in town is told me I need to be You know, I still can't believe that we both did some things that I don't even want to think about. Just say you love me and I'll say I'm sorry. I don't want anybody else to feel this way. I don't love you at all. I've just met you. And quite frankly, I'm close to just saying it. And I, you know what? I hate you. And I knew that you meant it. Yes. But you meant it. I do! All right, and you've made me reach a level of of stress and anger that my healer has said is not good. So come on, screw, skit, skit, get, get. I won't pay, I won't pay, yeah, no way. Yeah, well, I haven't given you anything, and besides wasting what it is my time, which is very valuable, and potentially giving me another ulcer, I don't. I, I think we'll just call it even if you just leave. Now, Mr. Brightside, that is it. And please, never never come back. Come on, over here. And he's now over by the door, holding the door open. Get this is. I'm not on. some boy that you can sway. I don't make me call in Greg. I'll go get Greg. You don't want to have to deal with him. I get up off the bar stool, and I go to the door. And as I hit, like, parallel with you, I turn, without without turning my body, I turn my head and I look at you. And I say, I can't help you fix yourself, but at least I can say I tried. I'm sorry, but I've got to move on with my own life. Fine. Frankly, that is fine, Mr. Brightside. Move on with you. You don't need to fix me. I, I'm not that broken. I just want to break you down so badly. Well, you've done it. Are you happy? Are you happy? I know I don't spend enough time at home with Juliet. Oh, Jimmy. It's because of people like you that I have to always just... Just get out of here. Just go, Mr. Brightside. Go. I put my claw on your shoulder and I go, I want to be laughed at, laughed with, just because. No one here was laughing. None of this was fun. Sing like you think no one's listening. I can't sing. My voice is awful. Why do you think I have talent come in here on the stage? 
Just go before you've already pointed out everything that is wrong with me. Just when you see go. my face, hope it gives you hell. Hope it gives you hell. I am in pure agony. <laughs> I'm in the business of misery. Well, your business is doing great. Get out! And he shoves him. <laughs> As I walk away, I sing to myself. I don't want to waste my time. Become another casualty of society. Greg, never let one of those bad people in you again. Uh, it's over. And, We're done. That's the end and, of it. And scene. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that was so good. I got a little stage fright in the beginning. I bla- You asked me my first question, and I totally blanked. Totally blanked. So now I think it's time for, we, for we to, us to dive back into this character's backstory. Obviously, the wizard loves to work while listening to uh, 2000s emo top hits. Pop punk emo music. Uh, uh, yeah, clearly. That is... Um... <clears throat> I need a second. Dude, unfortunately, you did not ask me any of the questions that would have allowed me to throw out, like, the MCR lyrics or the Taking Back Sunday lyrics. Oh, I'm that's sorry. Okay. That's okay. I, I, had, I was no idea what was going on the whole time. I'm, that's good. That's good. That's why it was... That's why it makes no sense. I'm glad we figured out more about Barry, though. I slipped into my Andrin again, though, because I was just so frustrated, like, not knowing what to do. I was trying to keep the jowls, like, blah, 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 blah. But was... You killed me when I... You're like, how do you know my wife's name? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's the fun thing about improv and characters you don't have backstories for is as it's happening, whatever is the best in the moment, fuck it, go with it. Yeah. So that's where it's like, all right, I've already brought up Jimmy, who's, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, oh, God. So oh, that was a good time. It was. But so, like, However, I do kind of wish, so I was so focused yesterday on trying to think of any question you could ask me and the, the lyrics that could possibly pertain as an answer to that question that I didn't really think about, um, just little side phrases that would actually be part of a conversation. So I feel like, had I thought of that, this would have been a little more of a fluid role-playing moment, but it's also a learning moment for anyone that wants to possibly <laughs> take this into the real world and just try to think of little things that, Little phrases that could be an answer to a question, mm-hmm. you know, instead of my, our debauchery that just unfolded here. Yeah. Why did you not just want him to be a bard if he's going to be singing the whole time? Because I just didn't. But dear, that's a valid, argu- a really strong argument could be made <laughs> for that. <laughs> I mean, what would be fun, I mean, and this is where, again, it's like, it, the whole point of D&D is just to have fun, but also not to step on other people's fun. So, like, in this, I definitely think there's a way to use those lyrics in comic. There was a lot that lined up really well with the conversation, right? And I yeah. think that's the thing is, if you get to a point where you have your common yes response, no response, or different things that can kind of help you move the conversation forward, you don't have to be the main one talking, right? Even, no. even for this person, they could just be in the background, and anytime decisions are made or stuff like that they don't have to interact i mean so a good example uh, of this that i didn't bring up earlier and wanted to ah, just kind of wait is 
there's a Kenku in Critical Role. <laughs> there's, oh, really? It's not one Does of, Matt play it? Yeah, Matt plays uh, an NPC that they meet this Kenku that they save its life and then are kind of keep it with the group for a little bit. Um, and he does a great job of just mirroring any of the lines the other voice actors say. And it's funny because he'll just try and imitate the voice that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. But in that, he, again, isn't constantly talking he's not constantly you know the leader of the group or he's doing all this. he just engages at comical moments and that's where it's like yes i think that's one way to try and look at doing this kenku is like having those song lyrics and when something kind of comes up like it's almost like puns right you're kind of sitting there waiting for those moments and, and what i would almost kind of encourage people to do is you you deep dove into all of these lyrics right into these different mm-hmm. music and stuff but for this wizard what might be fun is just look up like quotes from like Young Frankenstein or Dr. Frankenstein, like other like wizard scientists, smart people yeah. type things that like what seems like a really intelligent like quote or thing for someone to Jekyll say. Jekyll and Hyde or something like that. Or something, yeah, or something. Or even even Tony Stark might be a great way to get quotes from. Just like different yeah. things that you could maybe – and just make a list. Like you had a list that you were pulling from. It's like just have that list of there, maybe break it down into yeses, nos, or, or questions or things like that. Um. And yeah, I mean, I think that's the kind of the fun of this. It adds another layer uh, to the role playing aspect of it. And that's even what I said to my wife yesterday because I was finding lyrics, saying them to her, and getting her opinion on what do you think is the best. What do you think is the question that would make me say this? So she helped me a lot yesterday. Wow. But her and her and I were talking, and it's like this is not like while I was creating it, I was thinking to myself, this is not functional in a campaign situation. But it really it, it can be because, like you've said, which I'll reiterate. You're going to be looking for those comedic moments. Mm-hmm. Like if someone says something that's just absolutely perfect, you drop a lyric. But I also think my – I told uh, my wife yesterday, my main goal for – if I were to play this character in a campaign, my main goal would be the comedic person for 90% of the campaign. Mm-hmm. But that would be – the entire time I would be searching for a moment to drop the most like intelligent, relevant phrase or sentence – that is a, like a combination of everything that anyone's ever said. And then, all, then everyone, all the players turn and look at you. <laughs> like, where the hell did that come from? You know, like, just yeah, some, yeah. like I, that would be the moment I'm looking for. Like, the most normal sentence, phrase, paragraph, whatever you could think of, in the perfect moment that would make your players be like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, that would be my personal goal with this character. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, and, and I mean, what, what could have been interesting too is, I mean, you obviously, like, with when you say mimic the the lines right like it's it's almost always implied that it's said in the same inflection and the same tone that it was originally said but what could have been really fun too is I, one thing i like doing just for fun in real life is sometimes i'll just speak rap lyrics so like ones that i have i asked i legit asked my wife yesterday i'm like so what do you think's funnier singing the lyrics or speaking the lyrics speaking of <laughs> and the, oh yeah god yeah well she just thought for our our purposes me and you dicking around yeah um, and she's biased because she knows us so well, but she thought that this, hearing me sing it would be more funny than yeah. uh, me speaking the lyrics. So, yeah, but, and it was more fun. But, that's what I wanted to do. And but again, that's an option, right? If someone wants to try and speak them instead of sing them, that's another way you can go with it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just especially since when you're speaking it, you can mess up the melody. Like if someone asks you about your family, you can just as the straight faced as you can, just be like, you know, when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city <laughs> to see a marching band. Yeah, it's like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Or it's like, how do you feel right now? I'm nervous. But on the surface, I look calm and ready. It's falling out <laughs> my sweater already. It's mom's spaghetti. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 
I think you never asked me where I was from, which makes me sad. I'm sorry. So that was the other thing too. I was struggling with as that like. When when we had kind of went into the background of Kenku's, it was like, oh, so people in cities are familiar with them. They're seen as like street urchins, as like these kind of like people that are like, oh, you don't want to suddenly want to interact with them. So I was like, so he's going to have a negative like connotation towards them, but I didn't want it to be like too offensive or like, yeah. and that's where I was just like, okay, but then also he would understand that like anytime he's talked to one of them, it's been a weird interaction because the, they just mimic. And so that's where I was like, I was trying to play like what his knowledge level of interactions with Kenku's okay. were in the past. Um, so that's where I was like, yeah, I don't know. That that's that was the decisions I made for Barry. Is that like, okay, he's interacted with a few Kenku's before. They've often tried to scam him, and in some way, and so he's very distrusting of them now. So it, it didn't come from a place of caring. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of questions that I thought uh, you'd ask me. Which ones did I not? Didn't. So besides where you're from, what else did I not ask you? So I did not pull any lyrics from Where Are You From. Um, I forced a lyric from If You Ask Me About My Family when oh. I dropped the uh, Stay Together for the Kids from Blink-182 yeah. line. Yeah. I forced that in when you were talking about your family. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I had, um, let's see, you never you never asked me what I do, like if I, if I have any line of work. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. But I got to use them. So I got to use those out of context without you asking me the question. So, like, I'm in the business of misery yep. is a perfect answer for <laughs> what do you was, do. Yeah. But I just said that to you, and I felt like it felt <laughs> I felt that, that was good. Um, yeah. You never asked me if I was looking for any jobs, like I was looking for work mm. as a mo- motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. This is a fun You didn't ask me if I know anyone around here, like why I would be here. I feel like, yeah, um, I feel like I, I've left a lot on the table. I wasn't even... Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. I see, can still sing for you right now if you would like. No, we're good. Um, but see, everyone, this this is this is just to go to show you that this is completely just random and made up. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us really knows what we're doing, and even when we try and figure out what it is, the other one can still mess it up. <laughs> I'm going to sing the most... I'm, I'm going to sing one more time, and it's just it summarizes this entire episode. Are you ready? No, I don't think I am. Let me. I have to remember the melody real quick. Hold on. This is pro- this is probably the best, not to mention the worst idea that I have ever had. Brilliant, magical. <laughs> I think that's that. That's if, if there's ever been a sign and or segue to our outro, that's that's the perfect one. So. I think we're done. This is it, right? Yeah, we're good now. We're over. This we're done. Everyone, okay. All right. So this is over. You guys can, you know, tune out. We're doing the outro stuff. Uh, but before you go, please let us know what your thoughts are. Is, is this Mr. Brightside? Is that the name you want to fucking give this character? Yes. At 100%. Oh, my God. I was so happy when I thought of that. Oh. And then when I found the Hinder lyric from Lips of an Angel, she, okay. when you said my name. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Fine. Let us know your thoughts on this Kenku, Mr. B- Mr. Brightside, the Kenku. Um, yes. And let us know if you use him in a campaign, as either as a DM or as a player. Let us know how quickly your DM and or other players tell you to leave. Um, and just the best way to do that is through our email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at rng underscore pc. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook if you want to follow us there. That's where we post um, a lot about updates of uh, episodes as well as we will respond to stuff on there. Um, and those are both also at rng underscore pc. Um, yeah, and if you guys have any ideas that 
are crazier than this emo Kenku, um, let us know. Send them our way through any of those uh, channels, and we will then bring that into an episode. Um, yeah, and also we are now live. I mean, this is episode what twelve for us, but we've been posting. Be yeah, we've been posting these for just recently. Having them go live, you'll get this in a I don't know a few weeks. Time's weird in a circle. Um, <laughs> But anyways, a great way to help us is with ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, and once we start getting more of those coming in, we will definitely pick a, a review to read here at the end in this section. So please insert oh, for sure. your review here. Um, and then, yeah, so thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, we are excited to keep doing this and excited of what your thoughts are on Mr. Brightside. So let us know what you thought we did wrong or what you thought we did really right. Tell me how beautiful of a voice that I have. Okay, don't lie to him, though. (laughs) um, Also, Nathan painted a pretty good picture of what he looked like in middle school. So if you want to make that Kenku version of Nathan. um, (laughs) Yep, yep. He's going to make sure you put a Linkin Park t-shirt on him. Oh, and Um, you didn't even bring up that he had like frosted tips or like a blonde streak. Oh, you're right. He absolutely would have a blonde feather. (laughs) One blonde feather. I hope whoever is drawing or decided to do art for this episode has listened all the way here to the end. So yeah, but if you guys now erases everything. Yeah, if you guys uh, decide to do art for this, let us know. Share it uh, at our Facebook, and we will repost this on Instagram as well as on our Facebook or on our Twitter even. Um, So yeah, thanks again for listening. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. I'm gonna sing us out. Okay, are you? Go ahead. Guessing I don't need that though. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. Somebody that I used to know. Somebody. <laughs> somebody. All right. Okay. That's it. We're done. Um, thanks, guys, See you for next listening. week. Yeah, see you next week. And remember, uh, just keep rolling and keep playing. Because in the end, it doesn't even matter. Done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you fucking holding on to that? Ha, ha, ha.